Good morning. This past week, I was at Soul Care Institute. So this is a six-retreat, two-year journey with the uh, Soul Care Institute. And uh, so you work on your soul for the sake of others. And uh, one thing they say at these retreats at the beginning, the very first one, they say, you know, soul care is bringing these things into your life, and it's like baking a cake. You learn things, and you get ideas in your head, and then you have to let it bake in the oven long enough time for the, the magic of chemistry and heat to happen. So you can think about soul care, that the same thing. You have to let your soul bake, let God do things in you before you share that with others. And if you bring it out too quick, you know, like a cake, you bring it out, what happens? It just flops down and it's gooey. So today, I'm going to talk about what I learned this past week. And if it comes out half-baked, you know why. So I learned from a world-renowned spiritual practitioner, Howard Baker, um, these things about transformation. That transformation is this process, and you begin with a vision, seeing the kingdom of God and life with Jesus here, and you're compelled into that vision. And then that vision evokes some intention intention, which is a good word of the year for Platte Park Church, but intention to move toward that, to live that out. And then you need some means, some action points, some things to do to move toward that vision and bringing that vision into your life. So this morning, I want to talk about that vision, intention, and means. As we were talking about the topic, space beyond enemies, and give us hopefully some vision for this space. Hopefully, you will choose in your intention to move toward it, and maybe a little practical means. So when you hear this title, Space Beyond Enemies, you might think, perfect, I would like to go far, far, (laughs) far away from my enemies. Excellent. Thank you. But unfortunately, I think God is inviting us into something a little bit different. And by this point in the morning, you may be wondering why I'm wearing a bubble. And if you're on live stream and can't see my bubble because it's clear, I'm wearing a bubble. Well, I think because you're so used to seeing me in my physical body, you might just think that's it. That's, you just see me and that's it. But I want you to know that there's more space to me than what you see. So this bubble represents the space that is me. And one of the things that I want you to know about the space that is me is that in my head is a 12-year-old driving my life. In my head is just a constant playfulness, desire to goof around and have fun and be creative. You may have noticed this in the live stream this summer with shenanigans like cutting palm leaves on the front steps or rope swing benedictions. 
that's just me being me, the space that is me. And unfortunately, sometimes I think people see me and they see my genetically created still face and stoic nature and think that maybe I'm serious when in fact it's a 12-year-old in there. So this is the space that's me. And the reason for the bubble is because it's filled with air and it begs the question, what else is filling up the space? You know, personality, experiences, but what else is filling up this space? And it begs the question for you is what is the stuff filling up your space, creating the space that is you? And sometimes those things that are in you are like bumping around in life. Well, I have a very good friend who was a nun, a nun, a sister, you know, a person who lived in a convent. And she tells a story which is related to the space that is her. And she says that when she was a little girl growing up in a very difficult home, every Saturday she would run away from home and go to the convent and spend the day with the nuns, the sisters. She would help them do little chores and eat with them and just be with them every Saturday. And part of that was an escape from her family, getting away from what her home life was. And of course, just in progression, after you know, she graduated high school, she then becomes a nun herself. And her spiritual director in that first years said, okay, I want you, when you pray, to only pray the words, God loves me. Yeah, you can pray all the, you know, group prayers, but anytime you are praying on your own in any personal way, you pray, God loves me. And because she was obedient, she did that, and the first year goes by, and at the end of that first year, she meets again with her spiritual director, who knows that she's not very happy about this activity and wants to move on, and she says, okay, I'm ready, what's next? And the spiritual director said, let's continue praying, God loves me. And in all her frustration and angst about that, um, her report is that in that time and in that thing that the, her spiritual director asked her to do, she was emptying out some of the stuff that filled her space from her family of origin, letting some of those harsh words harsh actions, just get out of her space and to be filled up with God's love. Three very important words. God loves me. They're unequivocal. God loves me. So as I'm wearing a bubble and you're thinking about your bubble of space, What is filling your space today? What is filling you up? What are you filling your life with? And hopefully, I want to hold out this vision of filling your life up with God's love. So I brought my air compressor to represent filling up the air. 
I don't think through all the logistics of things in advance, and so this has become far more difficult than I anticipated. Um, so here's my air compressor, filling me up with God's love. Get that vision? Does that feel good? Hey, hey, you're later. Got it? Filling up with God's love. That's the vision. I hope the intention is moving deeply within you, Brad. <laughs> to also be filled with God's love. Well, really well. So I want to give you a little means for entering into God's love this morning. Psalm 23. Psalm 23 begins... The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, or I shall not lack. The Lord is my shepherd. And this psalm, this poem, begins with this declaration, the Lord is my shepherd. And we might think, ah, oh, what in the world does it mean to have a shepherd? Because that's not our common experience. But to say that the Lord is my shepherd is to say that I belong to the shepherd. And the shepherd is mine. The shepherd will care for me, love me, protect me, provide for me. And that's the vision I want. The Lord is my shepherd. And it asks the question in the proclamation, the Lord is my shepherd. If the Lord is not my shepherd, if the Lord is not your shepherd, then who is your shepherd? You are. You're in charge of you. You have to protect you. You have to take care of you. You have to fend for you. And in our culture, that's actually not that bad. Because we live in this place where, oh, I make enough money and have enough stuff and comforts, and my bubble of space is pretty awesome. Why do I need a shepherd? Until something happens. And when that something happens and life becomes difficult and your bubble of space is filled with trouble, then we lean out looking for our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And it goes on, these are some things my shepherd does for me. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. And to all that, I say, yes, I'll take it. Yes, please, refresh me. I am thirsty. Take me to some water and refresh me. I am hungry. Feed me. You know, I'm running around on my own all over here in these things, and those things are not quenching me. Those things are not feeding me. I feel a lack. Shepherd, take care of me. And this goes on. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And again, if you're like me, you are saying, yes, please take my hand, 
guide me and take me through the darkest valley. And I actually think about this for my kids because um, sometimes in church I say, oh, go say thank you or go say hi to some adult. And they're like, will you come with me? And actually, Big Bob is my example this morning. And I thought Big Bob is 6'6", but he's only 6'4". But Big Bob has done some fun things for my kids. And so I've said, go thank Big Bob. And my kids love Big Bob. They appreciate him. They talk about him. Um, But even when I say, go say hi to Big Bob, they say, will you come with me? And I wonder, as an adult, how have you experienced this same thing? Work, you have this client who is mad at you for messing up. And you have to go see this person who's going to just chew you out. Don't you want your shepherd to go with you into that meeting? Or it's not you, but it's your employee who's messed up, and now you have to do the confrontation. And don't you want your shepherd to go with you and to fill your space with God's love so that you can do that in peace? very practical means that in life, when we go into these moments and situations, we can just stop and pause and say, Lord, you are my shepherd. Come with me into this meeting. Amen. Well, the psalm goes on. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies? This is wrong. This is not it. I want to go away from them, far, far, far away. No, thank you, shepherd. Thank you for the quiet waters and green grass. Let's go back there. Why go hang out with them? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God is not taking us far, far away, but God is taking us right to the people who are our enemies. And the space beyond enemies is God with us. God with you in that space. quickly finish the psalm because it's also very good to know that you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. When I am with my enemy, when there's hard things, that's when God can anoint and bless. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God does not take us far, far away from our enemies, but takes us right into the presence of our enemies for us to dine together with people, to share a meal, to be in relationship, to treat each other as humans. The space beyond enemies is God with us. Our shepherd is with us. We are being filled up with God loves me, And now, from my space, I'm able to send out, not God loves me, because, you know, that kind of goes wrong. You know, if you just walk around saying, God loves me, I'm most loved by God. Hello, enemies, do you know God loves me? No, 
the message to you is God loves me, but when you send out from your space some of God's love, it's God loves you. God loves you. So there's this receiving, filling up, filling my space with God's love, God loves me, and then I send out and share, God loves you. And that's what happened for my friend. She was filled up with God loves me, and some of the yuck deflated out, and now she was able to move toward people and say, God loves you, and move toward others in that. Well, Brad, since you like to talk so much, why don't you come on up here? This is Brad. Let's give Brad a hand. Brad's being very brave because I've been talking about my space and how I'm filling up with my Lord is my shepherd, but then I have to bump into others, right? There's others in the world. Am I the enemy? Well, we'll get there, Brad. Brad actually wishes we had two services because... Brad doesn't know what I'm going to say. And if there was a second service, he could prepare his little quips. But this time, none of that. So Brad's very brave. Thank you, Brad. So Brad and I actually are very good longtime friends. I can't even count the years. Um, and, of course, Brad and I share many similarities. So Brad, oh, actually, Brad, I forgot this. I, uh, I thought I ordered two of these, and I wanted to bump around with you. And last night at 8.30 when this arrived, it was only one. And this came in it, this little packaging bubble. So you can have that. That's representing Brad's space. Thank you, Brad. Okay. That was just a side note. But Brad and I, similarities. You know, we're sons, we're fathers, we're husbands, we're passionate, devoted followers of Christ. Similarities. And in our space, we might share some of the God's love for in us both, right? But, no, 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 Shane, he doesn't get a microphone. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you, though. Good intention. Good intention. Oh. See, I don't prepare all these things because I'm a 12-year-old. Um, but there's also differences Brad and I share, some Little differences, some big differences, but we share some differences, and it might be shocking to you to hear that we can be friends, because um, only one of us drinks coffee, and it's awkward to go dozens of times and meet for coffee, and I'm only drinking coffee. <laughs> only one of us drinks beer. <sighs> only one of us smokes I'm just kidding. No. Only, neither of us. Have you ever smoked anything? No. I've never smoked anything. Brad's never, we share that. That's why we can be friends. Um, only one of us likes camping. And it's shocking we can be friends. Because that's in my space, right? <laughs> All right. So you can imagine... Um, to be a friend requires something in my space, something in Brad's space, and it might require God's love filling us up, at least one of us. And 
we then bring with that God's love, love of you and respect and giving the benefit of the doubt and not looking down on for not having any vices. To be friends, we have conversations together and talk about the differences from a foundation of God loves me, God loves you, we can be different. Now, there's a fine line to be enemies. This is where we were going to bounce around. But to be enemies just takes a little bit of a difference of what is filling up your space. If you're filling up your space with contempt, disgust, irritation, my space superiority to your space, you become enemies. Conversation is over. We don't even drink coffee when only one of us is there. Right? And this is the difference between an enemy and a friend, is the space I fill up in me, Brad fills up in him, and it comes from God filling us up. So, God loves you. I could have had you help me with this, Brad, but I uh, didn't trust your taping abilities to be this good. If I'm giving Brad I love you, we're friends. If I give Brad all that other stuff, we're enemies. Fine line. Thank you, Brad. Thanks, <laughs> Didn't you need, you needed another person up here, so just to represent that it's not just me, it's not just you, but you live in community with others. Some you bump into, some you don't. So that's the vision, right? This vision of God's love in the kingdom being here and now in life with Jesus and experiencing that and living that for myself and in my relationships. For my space to be intentional about filling up with God's love so that I'm so full of God's love, all that other stuff of contempt and disgust and irritation and looking down empties out. And the means, very simple means today of looking at Psalm 23 and being reminded, and to take that moment every day to recenter, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and to be put in that place of belonging to God, being filled by his love, and then going out to tell others, you, God loves you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for Brad and Amy for Amy letting Brad come up here. God, you are good, and we want to live in your goodness filling us up. And all the things that are crummy in this world, can we just let those deflate? And can you help us deflate those things? And would you fill us up with your love, your care, and your compassion in this world? And create this space beyond enemies right in us of God with us. I pray this Jesus in your name. Amen.